Okay. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to More Than Words, the Academic Language Coaching Podcast. We are glad you're here. In each episode of season one, we will share strategies for academic language development. This year, we'll focus on ideas that will work in virtual, blended, and face-to-face learning spaces. During the course of the season, you will hear from all the academic language coaches in Title I and hopefully some special guests. Let's get started. Welcome back to More Than Words. I'm academic language coach Michelle Carr, and I have here with me academic language coaches Dorothy Rizak and Shade Hinton. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Dorothy. It's good to be back. Good to be back. You know, last time we learned about using language supports and scaffolds to increase students' use of academic language. Um, We also talked about increasing student engagement and provide equitable access to, to the content. Today, we're going to dive into key components of developing academic language, which is purposeful interaction. We're also going to learn exactly what is purposeful interaction and the compelling research highlighting the need for more intentional planning of opportunities for students to interact and engage with one another around the content. Thanks, Michelle. And I'm so excited to be discussing purposeful interaction today. Um, There's a saying that we love to use on our team, and that's whoever's doing the talking is doing the learning. I can definitely agree with you. In some virtual classrooms, teachers are complaining the students aren't talking, nor are they participating in the lessons. The teachers were doing the best that they could to get the students to engage and interact, but now they need strategies to plan for purposeful interaction that is engaging for all students. Exactly. There are ways for purposeful interaction that engages all students. So what is purposeful interaction? Our team defines purposeful and respectful interaction as planning opportunities for students to use explicitly taught language in order to deepen their understanding, develop content knowledge, or communicate that learning to their peers and teachers. Also, I would like to add that purposeful interaction is such an important part of the academic language model classroom. We have all witnessed that in a regular classroom, there were the same students raising their hands and giving answers to the questions. Those students tend to dominate the classroom discussion while others were silently listening or off in their own thoughts. What purposeful interaction does is it gives an access point for equity of voice for all students and provides an authentic way to communicate with the content. Yeah, there's research around student talk and some of it says that student talk enhances learning and it increases student achievement with comprehension, especially when students receive varied and open-ended questions. Yes, and many times we think that there are only certain groups of students who need to practice speaking and listening skills through interaction, but the research says classrooms that embrace student talk have shown increases in achievement across all backgrounds and abilities. Students who participate in discussions with other students about a topic showed a percentile gain of 19% points over students who did not participate in discussions. So what are some of those barriers of purposeful interaction in the classroom? One of the barriers is around the amount of teacher talk happening in the classroom. See our show notes on the research by Fisher and Frey around the, um, around the amount of talk during instructional time. 
Also, very little of this talk promotes productive student talk. You know, they also talk about student ratio change. It doesn't just happen, but there has to be a belief about the importance of student talk. And in order for that to happen, there is a need for planning with clear purpose and expectations around the student's purposeful talk. And with limited time that we have with students now virtually, it means less face-to-face time for students to have more naturally occurring conversations. And it means teachers no longer have the ability to walk around and listen in to those small group conversations. So that means planning for student interaction becomes, you know, even more important than ever now that we're in virtual and face-to-face learning environments. Yeah. And teachers are more capable of sparking those conversations, but they have to be able to let go of the reins. And teachers are often used to their role being one of the teller. And, you know, we kind of need to shift to becoming facilitators, askers, and listeners. Yeah. It challenges teachers to step back from these conversations and witness that shift in that student-led discussions to promote that productive learning environment. Right. And that really links back to one of our previous episodes on creating a classroom environment in which academic language development can flourish. We talk about creating norms and communication expectations with your students. So um, listeners can go back and listen to episode two if you'd like to explore that topic a bit further um, and also check out our show notes for the research on student talk that we've been referencing. Okay. So let's shift gears and talk about quality. Improving the quality of classroom talk seems like a really tough task, something that would not happen quickly. But as academic language coaches, we do have a few strategies for this that we want to share. What's the first thing teachers might try to improve the quality of classroom conversations? Well, Michelle, one of the first things to look at is the actual prompt for conversation. What do you mean by that? Well, often our prompts really only ask students for simple answers that don't require a lot of higher order thinking. For example, here's a common classroom prompt. What character traits would you use to describe blank character? This question may address a standard, but it's really only asking for a few words and is very unlikely to lead to a prolonged discussion. I agree, Dorothy. And research says engaging prompts that lead to great academic conversations should give students a compelling reason to talk in the first place. You want to think about prompts that will require students to build up ideas and think critically. So these prompts would use specific thinking verbs such as create, rank, or evaluate. You know, a sample discussion prompt that we might use to build up those critical thinking skills would be, What do you think readers are supposed to learn from the main character in this book? Or something like, how are we supposed to be better people? And using part of the story to support your ideas. You know, I can see how the discussion between students is not only going to be longer, but it should be much deeper than the discussion that comes from the first prompt we shared. What character traits would you use to describe blank character? Okay, and that's really helpful because I can remember many times as a classroom teacher where I would provide students time to talk, but they would struggle to say more than just a sentence or maybe two. Um, So what else does the research say about improving conversations through prompts? 
The research suggests that a good prompt contains clear directions and expectations for what the outcome of the conversation should be. So for example, a sample math prompt is, work with your partner to come up with two efficient ways to solve this problem. Then ask each other why questions as you talk to explain why you are choosing to do certain things. You know, that prompt lets students know exactly how to discuss the content with their partner and what they need to have as a result of the conversation. And there are two efficient ways to solve the problem. So it sounds like that they need to know that there are two ways. So it's really a lot more effective. Right. And the conversation is going to be much deeper than just one student sharing their two methods. They're actually going to build up on one another's ideas. Okay. That gives me something to think about. Um, do we have any resources to share if teacher wants to learn more about effective conversation prompts? Yes. We have included these hints and a few others for improving prompts on a document in this episode's show notes. And when I think about improving conversations, I always encourage teachers to be mindful of type, the types of sentence frames or sentence starters that you use um, with your students. You want to think about, does a sentence frame ask for a single correct answer? So, for example, um, this type of frame would be, the main character is blank. And you know, Sade, that's only one answer that could go in that blank. You're not going to get a lot of conversation. You're not going to get a lot of critical thinking. Right. So a better frame to use might be what I noticed about the main character is or the main character changes from the beginning of the story because at first, but then and provide students the opportunity to really think critically about what caused that change. Yeah, I can tell that with that second example, you're going to hear much more about what the students thinking and their thoughts. So it's kind of making it transparent. I want to add that productive, messy conversations like these take time to develop and sentence starters can be an asset to help your students get started when they are learning to build up ideas. There may not be a right answer sometimes, but students are just to ask to give their opinion and justify their thinking. An example of this is, I feel that or I think. You know, we can provide word banks as scaffolds to support student conversations. You can't forget that it helps that we model how to use those word banks that might go with a sentence frame or go with a sentence starter or maybe just being able to use them in isolation. It's helpful to use them in those non-content areas, you know, maybe a morning meeting. And finally, an important point to remember is that before students can have a productive conversation about any topic, they have to have the basic foundational knowledge to do so. So when, so we want to make sure that we allow students time to prepare for the conversation. And this might include reviewing a prior skill or concept that you taught, having students read or reread a chunk of text, writing down their thinking ahead of time, or going over discussion norms. And it's always worth repeating that we need to explicitly model how to use any language supports that we provide for our students. Yes, it's so powerful for students to be able to practice using language supports and the discussion norms with the teacher and in the whole group to break it up prior to they begin working with those partner groups.
Today we learned about the meaning of purposeful interaction, why it is important to student achievement, and also a few pointers for improving conversations through the use of well-developed prompts and language supports. If you have any further questions about improving student-to-student -student interaction in your class, please reach out to your academic language coach. We also encourage you to see the references and planning resources that we included in the show notes for this episode. In the next episode, we will be hearing from a fifth grade teacher in the academic language cohort, Simone Lequette. She will be discussing her journey on how she created an engaging classroom and sharing purposeful interaction stories from her students. See you next time on More Than Words.